You're listening to the International Continent Society podcast. ICS is the leading international multidisciplinary organization for medical professionals working in the field of incontinence. ICS provides the latest scientific and clinical updates to professionals in the field. So hello and, and welcome to uh, the ICS podcast um, uh, with an episode on our scientific program in Vienna uh, at the annual meeting. As you all know, it will take place from September 7 to 9 uh, this year. We are very excited uh, to have a very, very nice uh, scientific program including workshops, including all the social events here in Vienna. Where we are excited, excited as hosts to welcome you, hopefully, uh, here in Vienna. Um, I have uh, two honorable guests with me who will discuss a little bit about the program. My name is Engelbert Hansel. I'm a veteran uh, obstetrician gynecologist at the Medical University of Vienna in Austria. I have been head of the of the division of urogynecology, and currently I head uh, the interdisciplinary uh, continents and pelvic floor um, center. Uh, it is a pleasure for me to welcome Barbara Boden Adler. Barbara took over from me a few years ago as head of the urogynecology division. And uh, she is uh, very keen on doing research on uh, pelvic uh, floor prolapse uh, and incontinence uh, with a special interest in the role of uh, the hormones that may be or may not be very important here. Our second guest in this pro uh, podcast uh, episode uh, is someone you already know, Chris Fry. Um, he is a physiologist and he is working at the University of Bristol. Uh, and um, it is a very, very big interest for him to do scientific work and um, uh, the, the whole issue of, of physiology and pathophysiology of the lower urinary tract, but also uh, the cardiovascular system um, is among his interests. Yes. Um, how will we start? We, will, <clears throat> we have asked our guests to pick up the top items, the top three items in the scientific program. Um, and uh, then they will have the task to explain why they choose uh, exactly these items. Um, and I will uh, do it like um, first Barbara, then Chris, then back to Barbara, then Chris so that you can relax in the meantime a little bit. <laughs> so we start with Barbara. Barbara, what is yeah. one of your yeah, top hello. three items? Hello, everybody. As Engelbert introduced me so far, thank you. My name is Barbara Bodner from Vienna. And yes, I had a look on the program in detail. And um, my top three sessions nominated for the ICS this year are one round table discussion, and um, then I selected a scientific short oral session. 
And last but not least, uh, one randomized interesting control trial, which was also nominated for the best in category prize within Eurogynecology. So I will start with my first choice. This was the roundtable discussion regarding uh, with the title Conservative Management of Genitourinary Syndrome of Menopause. It sounds very interesting for me. And what was the reason why I was choosing, especially this round table? I was choosing it as I think it is important and interesting topic as the majority of our patients are suffering from decline of estrogen in the menopause. Of course, with different symptoms, but also especially the significant impact on their quality of life. For me personally, I'm interested in changes, physiological with aging progress and decline in hormones. But also I think we can learn in this workshop the physiological changes of pelvic tissue and pelvic floor tissue, which is uh, important, I think, for us to understand that in the second way, we can offer the patient the right steps of treatment. And in this session, it will be especially different physiotherapeutic strategies. So this was the reason why I think I, I would recommend this workshop and I will uh, attend it and I'm looking forward to it when uh, I will learn more about this topic. Can you tell us something about the faculty of this workshop who will present here? I know there is one uh, colleague uh, from us of Austria. This is uh, 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 Miss Udia. Uh, she's one of the physiotherapists who is uh, having a lecture. Um, I have it not with me now exactly, but there are three uh, interesting uh, lectures. And the rest uh, will be, I think, more on uh, discussion, uh, uh, more be interactive or to, to discuss. Okay, sounds very interesting. Thank you, Barbara. Chris, what was your choice? Well, I think one of the themes that is evident from this meeting um, is um, delving a bit more deeply into the cause, the pathophysiology of lower urinary tract dysfunction. Um, in the past, many of the agents that have been used and the physical means to uh, correct lower urinary tract dysfunctions um, are concerned about the symptoms and not the causes. So many drugs are there as symptomatic relief agents um, without delving into the detail of why these things occur in the first place. Um, that seems to have changed a little bit now. And so the first thing I'd like to recommend is occurring on Saturday morning, which is one of the state-of-the-art lectures by Laurie Berner. And what she's going to do is to make that point uh, that it will be attractive to look to see what the basic pathophysiological reasons are for lower urinary tract disorders. Uh, and one of the hypotheses that she's going to put forward um, is that oxidative stress is one of the causative fact factors and uh, can she then devise means to reverse these oxidative stress changes and alleviate the conditions from, from the bottom up, if you like. So in, in a way, um, that's the culmination of a theme that's in several of the talks that are going to be given in different sessions. And so it hopefully will add as a nice rounding up of, of that uh, concept, I think, that's being 
in the underground, I think, of the, of the meeting as a whole, anyway. So that's my first choice. Thank you very much, Chris. Very interesting. Uh, let me remind you that uh, early uh, registration is very important for you and that you get a response if you uh, choose to become an ICS, a new ICS member too. The reductions are fantastic, as I'm told. So, yes, that will be very important. And when you register before July 27th, you get also a reduction, a reduced price on the whole of the fee for the Congress in Vienna. Okay, so we are up to the second choice. Barbara. Second choice uh, for me was an, a scientific short oral presentation from the session block uh, pelvic organ problems uh, with the topic or the title Influence of Pregnancy, Parity, Mode of Delivery on the Risk of Urinary Incontinence and Prolapse Surgery. And it was a Swedish nationwide registered study. And um, I was choosing uh, this uh, session and especially this uh, topic because I think this is a really interesting and especially important topic is the influence of childbirth, birth and also pregnancy and especially for us clinicians, mode of delivery is an important issue in the risk of developing pelvic floor disease later in life. So it is important for us that we are well informed about uh, the latest research, the latest trials in this field. As only This is the only option as we can counsel our patients in the right way. And here I mean especially regarding the mode of delivery. Interestingly, this Swedish nationwide study was a, a quite large uh, cohort of women which were examined, showed that women with one or more pregnancy delivered exclusively with C-sections, the risk of surgery for prolapse or uh, stress urinary incontinence was nearly uh, uh, negligible and comparable to nulliparous women. But in contrast, they showed that the risk of surgery after vaginal delivery was increasing consistently with the number of births. So in detail, if we look at the results, and I think you have the option when you attend these sessions, it's quite interesting. And I think, uh, as I said before, it's really important that we have here always the, the latest and the most recent results of these studies, because many women will ask us, how, what can I do when I'm pregnant? What's the best way or mode of delivery to prevent later in life pelvic floor disorders, etc.? And that was, was the reason why I was choosing this for the top three uh, or favorites uh, to attend from my side or from my personal. Thanks, Barbara. On to Chris. What was your second choice? I know in particular what I think. Okay, well, well um, I'm not going to choose a particular one. I'm going to choose a theme, if I may, that cuts yeah. across several sessions. So there are, in total, about four sessions uh, that, that will um, show some laboratory research that's going on. And on the theme of trying to look at the basis of disease and correcting that rather than curing the symptoms, then I want to choose one molecule um, that appears quite a lot now in, in many of the talks, which is a cyclic nucleotide, cyclic GNP in particular, and ways that when you raise it, then it reverses very often um, two features of overactive bladders, namely 
um, detruder overactivity, and also fibrosis. And raising the levels of this, this molecule, cyclic GMP, um, has been known in other tissues to be restorative of function, um, but it's only recently that it's come to mind in, in the lower urinary tract. Uh, the molecule will be familiar to those who um, have come across uh, sildenafil or Viagra because one of the ways, well, that's the way it works is to prevent its breakdown. Um, but now many other ways of increasing the concentration of this molecule are to increase enzymic activity that produces more. Um, no matter what, uh, then these two features that are seen in pathophysiology, overactivity and fibrosis, seem to be reversed. And there are papers in all the scientific uh, sessions. Um, so I've got a list of the numbers here, S3, S12, S5, S33. Those of you who've got good memories or a pencil and paper um, can find fun on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Um, in sitting and listening to some of the talks that are going on here. So to my mind, this is uh, a paradigm change. And um, there is some very interesting research. I, I always feel a little bit guilty about picking out particular ones because there's other good research that we don't talk about as well. But to me, this is a thematic uh, feature of the meeting. So certainly I'm looking forward to hearing what these papers say anyway. So that's slightly breaking the rules a bit, I'm afraid, um, Engelbert, because I haven't chosen one. I've chosen about 10 there that are, are going to exemplify that way forward. Sounds incredibly interesting. And yes, it's uh, worthwhile to have a look at these um, new uh, paradigm shifts taking place before our eyes. Um, in medical history, it's always shown that it lasts a long while until this is integrated into uh, clinical medicine. And I think that it's very important from this point of view to, for also for clinicians to, to get to know these papers. And uh, the ICS annual meeting in Vienna would be an excellent uh, opportunity to take a look at these um, exciting uh, things going on in the basic sciences. Barbara, what's number three? Number three. Number three was a session which I was choosing a randomized controlled trial regarding management, self-management of paceries. The study was nominated also for the best in category prize uh, in the session Eurogynecology. And um, the topic of this uh, trial is randomized controlled trial um, of clinical and cost effectiveness of vaginal pastry self-management versus clinical-based care for patients with pelvic organ prolapse. So it's a really um, clinical study, especially for our clinical setting. It has a, a strong clinical impact with very interesting findings. And um, just to um, summarize in one or two uh, uh, sentences, the self-management uh, or the study found that self-management of pastry is an acceptable option for women to manage their pelvic organ prolapse. It will not make the quality of life better or worse, uh, but self-management, which I found very interesting, can reduce the pastry-related complications that women experience. Of course, it can also reduce the cost less. 
and the standard, uh, then a standard clinical based model. For me, it was uh, interesting, this study, especially um, as we had these problems in the COVID-19 pandemic situation, when all, all, all settings were closed. And especially this is an interesting finding because it shows us that maybe if uh, these lockdowns and closing of OPDs will come in the future again, we know that this strategy with the self-management, etc., it is possible that it is a good option for patients and just such studies, I think, are very important just in situation like pandemic situation or whatever will come for the future. So that was the reason why I voted it in the top three category sessions. Okay, thanks, Barbara. Sounds also very interesting. Chris, number three. Number three, least. Um But another theme that um, I haven't seen too much of before in ICS meetings, uh, which is looking at the central nervous system uh, and how it controls lower urinary tract function. And uh, this subject has improved because of techniques available to have real-time imaging of brain function and spinal tract function um, in, in different situations. And uh, so there's a couple of papers, two or three papers actually, on uh, MRI, fast MRI imaging of, of, the, uh, of the brain and how it regulates uh, different uh, aspects of micturition reflex. And that is an emerging field, I think, which um, is is really interesting because it looks to see what brain circuits, mainly in the uh, in the uh, brainstem, really control maturation reflex uh, activity. But there was one other paper, if I can again go against the grain and have several papers here um, in one of the science sessions. Um, in fact, it won the best category. Um, Uh, one of the best categories in uh, and so uh, it's about the role of um, corticotrophin releasing factor a neuroendocrine peptide and how it regulates the micturition reflex so again there's emerging information about the endocrine control of uh, uh, of uh, lower urinary tract reflexes and again that would help to explain emotional states and uh, such as that in affecting lower urinary tract function. So again, this is an emerging field, I think, and it's nice to see some papers um, that are sort of looking at imaging and use of neuroendocrine glands. So that's my third area of interest, if you like, scattered around the science, but one in the imaging section as well, uh, which is um, uh, one that, um, in fact, won the best category prize in imaging. So it's a testament to the scientific committee, not me, um, who, who chose some of these some of these talks as well. So that's that's my third section I should be sitting in and listening to. Thank you very much. Yes, I believe that um, we now had a, a quite a good overview uh, on the whole of the program. Uh, thanks to Chris's technique to have, you know, uh, whole themes going through the whole of the meeting. Um, and yes, I would like to thank uh, Barbara and thank Chris for their invaluable con contribution to this podcast. I, will, uh, I would like to thank all uh, uh, people who um, participated online by this, uh, to this podcast. 
uh, I want to uh, remind you again uh, on uh, early uh, registration by July 27th for the reduced rate. But uh, regardless which kind of registration you use, please do come to Vienna uh, in September for the annual meeting of the ICS. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you too. Yes, I shall look forward to seeing you all in September. Yes, thank you. And thank you for being part of this podcast. International Continent Society podcast. Find out more about the leading organization in multidisciplinary continents research and education at ics.org.